The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter, but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome everybody. Happy Friday. Yeah, buddy. Welcome inside a Flame Tech Football Friday. I see your comment, Paul Jefferson. Well, I'll get to that in a second. It's going to be a lot of football today. Ball for all. Going to break with tradition again because it worked so well yesterday. But I can tell you, two of our really good friends coming up on the program today, Justin Dung from 3downnation.com to give you all the news that's fit to print, plus some NFL stuff, CFL stuff, but also NFL stuff. And you see, I got my Dallas Cowboys, America's team jacket on today because it was a big day in the National Football League on Thursday. We'll get to that. And uh, Matt Baker joining us from the BC Lions. Good longtime friend of mine, formerly Team 1040 Radio Vancouver, now with the BC Lions, Matt. Baker, as we get ready for CFL training camps to open up on Sunday. As you can tell, Moose, as we bring in the Moose from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, I continue to broadcast from South Florida. He's in the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League. I'm ready to go. It's Friday. Very excited. Are you ready for the weekend, Moose? Absolutely. Yeah, exciting. Uh, excited to get going today on the show. I've been kind of looking forward to this one today. Good. Well, here's the thing, and I'll tell you why I'm going to break with tradition in a moment, but Paul Jefferson writing in, breaking news, breaking news. I don't know who Paul Jefferson is. He seems like a new viewer, but he's written in and he says, Humboldt Broncos race Ramsey has won the CJHL goaltender of the year. So congratulations to race Ramsey of the Humboldt Broncos, but we're going to try to stick and limit it to football today, except for the warm-up, because we're going to get through the Stanley Cup playoffs from last night and tee up tonight's games, which more breaking news, by the way. Did you get the notification on your phone that Sidney Crosby isn't going to play tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 6 as they look to close out the Rangers? I assume you saw that. Yeah, I did see that. And that's tough. I mean... They're worried that maybe it was a concussion. Somebody had said if he got it, if it was a concussion, could it be career threatening? Well, we know he's not going to play tonight, and that's really devastating for the Pittsburgh Penguins because they need their cap. Yes, and it's not good for the NHL because you want your stars to play. So there's two breaking news items as we open the shoot on this Flame Tech Football Friday. It's the warm up for these 20 minutes, and then it's probably all ball the rest of the way. Good morning, coach. Uh, I'm not going to say which one, but he always tunes in on Fridays because it's our day to talk football. Coach S. Anyways, let's go. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? There's a lot to get to here. Braden Point scored on a rebound with 156 remaining in overtime, giving 
Tampa Bay, the 4-3 victory over Toronto, enforcing Game 7. Andre Palat, Anthony Sorelli, and Nikita Kucherov also scored for the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions who blew a two-goal lead for the second straight game and trailed 3-2 entering the third period. I will say this, John Forslund called the game last night with Keith Jones providing the color commentary on ESPN, and I loved it. I see there's been a lot of conjecture over the broadcast teams. And yes, every night we turn on the game, it's a different guy or gal calling the game. Last night, we were very lucky. It was John Forslund, our good friend, longtime voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, and now the Seattle Kraken. So I very much enjoyed the game. But Moose, I would suggest you didn't, because now you're going back to Toronto for a 50-50 proposition in Game 7. It's a good question because I didn't enjoy the outcome, but I really enjoyed the game. And, you know, as a fan, I, when Toronto plays or when my teams play, the Titans play, I can just let go of being a broadcaster and all that. And I just get lost in the game, which I love. So it was, it was high stress mm. last night. It was overtime. There was chances both ways. Nothing to feel bad about, but uh, it did suck to, to lose that one in overtime for sure. So how are you feeling about game seven on Sunday? Or Saturday, Saturday, Surprise. Saturday, Saturday. Sorry. Yeah, surprisingly pretty good. I felt pretty good going into last night, too. You know, years past, I'd be like, over, they're probably going to lose 6 nothing, 7 nothing. Now that might change in Game 7, but no, I actually, I feel okay. I'm, I'm proud of the way the group's played so far. So if they lose, you'll be happy with the season? I'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a watch party, I think, at Dodge City. And I don't think the mayor of Dodge City knows that. Uh, but that's okay. We might have the party without the mayor. That's fine. In Los Angeles, Evander Kane had two goals and an assist. Connor McDavid added a goal and two helpers. And Tyson Berry scored the go-ahead goal in the third period. And Edmonton avoided elimination with a 4-2 victory over the LA Kings. Kane has seven goals in the series, including three multi-goal games. The road team has won four times in a series. Figure that one out. Cody Cece added a pair of assists, and Mike Smith stopped 30 shots for the Oilers, who will host Game 7 on Saturday. So, do you have the Oilers jersey handy to raise it? Dun, 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 dun. I'm, I'm guessing you don't. You do. It's, like, right at the end of the room. Do you want me to go get it? Um, when I go to my next one and they put the camera on me, yes. And did you guys get the poll YouTubed and tweeted, by the way? How, how are we on that one? Yeah, and right. It's uh, no, yeah, right. Nobody knows. See that. See, here's how it works in our morning meetings. If I, if they don't like my question, they didn't like my question today, Clark and uh, Darren. So I said, "Oh, you guys handle it then." How'd you handle it, guys? We didn't. How about that? <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay, they don't like my question, so pick a better one, and then it doesn't go anywhere. So we'll figure that out uh, in the next point. St. Louis, the place line. Jordan Bennington made 25 saves, and the St. Louis Blues beat the Minnesota Wild 5-1 Thursday night to close out that series. I botched that one. I had many to win it in seven. Um, Ryan O'Reilly, Tyler Bozak, and Vladimir Tarasenko scored in a dominant second period during which the Blues outshot the Wild 22-5 and took control of the game. This is a rhetorical question, but I'm going to just put it out there anyways. Why would you acquire Marc-Andre Fleury if you're not going to play him in goal in an elimination game that you're facing? Your season's on the line. Why'd you go get the flower? I don't understand it. That's a cue to me that he's going to go to free agency. If you're going to go to Talbot when your season's on the line, then what do you even need the flower for? 
So I'm guessing he won't re-sign in many. And in Boston, because I know there's a lot of Bruins fans out there that pay attention. I'm not one of them, but Brad Marchand scored one goal and assisted on another, and Jeremy Swayman stopped 23 shots to lead Boston past Carolina 5-2 and send their first-round playoff series to a decisive seventh game. So they're all going to seven, except for that Blues uh, Wild series. By the way, we're brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. It's the preferred uh, heating and cooling company for the RP Show. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. And give them a follow on social media. Dolphin Lover Cole is the guy that mans all their social media, and he does a great job. His name's Cole, and he loves dolphins. The point two, it's always a time of endless optimism and hope, and this year's NFL schedule release was no different. But to spice up what's usually a relatively straightforward procedure, teams really took the opportunity to get creative on Thursday. The NFL and its franchises announced the schedule for the 2022 season with the exact dates and weeks revealed for some mouth-watering clashes. The LA Chargers, famed for their social media, Creativity decided to announce their upcoming schedule in the form of an anime movie. I'd ask what that was. The reigning Super Bowl champion LA Rams released a video titled Stealing the Schedule, which includes some of the team's biggest stars attempting to carry out a heist to reveal the dates of the team's games. And the Indy Colts posted a video of new quarterback Matt Ryan, nicknamed Matty Ice, doing some ice carving, while the New York Jets posted their schedule out of context. The highlight being Jets players rowing alongside a Viking longship announcing the team's Week 13 game against the Minnesota Vikings. Somehow or another, the NFL has made the schedule release one of the biggest days of the year. Like, all I can say, Darren, is they got a lot of very smart and creative men and women working in that head office to create their schedule release as like a national holiday. They take every little detail around the league and make it the greatest day of the year. And then the next time an event comes around, that's got to be the greatest day of the year. From the schedule release to the opening day to camps opening, you name it, every day feels like a Super Bowl in the National Football League. Just an amazing uh, marketing machine. And, and, and every team has jumped on board now, too. It's, it's unbelievable. Honestly, not that hard to believe, to do, if you can believe. Not that hard to do. It takes a little elbow grease and some creativity. Uh, by the way, when I said we were going to break with tradition here, just a just hook in the CFL followers and fans that are watching right now, I'd like to know, everybody wants to be a broadcaster, right? Everybody wants to be the reporter and broadcast from a pirate ship at West Edmonton Mall or from a casino or from South Florida. Everybody wants to do it. So... You viewers tell me, you people, what are your biggest storylines in the Canadian Football League? Because training camps open on Sunday. I, I'm not buying into any of this work stoppage bunk. I'm just not. <clears throat> Fool me once, twice, three times, four times. Shame on you. <laughs> not shame on me now. Nope. So I did that column, 10 storylines in the CFL this offseason. And they include... Andrew Harris, how's he f uh, fare with the Argos? How does Chris Jones do with the Elks? You folks tell me what your storylines are, and then Moose and I will debate them along with you. But I don't want to come up with them. You folks come up with them, the viewers. Moving on to point three, Darren, you'll like this one. I really like it. 
It could take another 10 years, but Adam Thompson firmly believes Toronto's time for an NFL expansion franchise is coming. Adam Thompson's a handicapper slash odds maker for bookies.com, which is not a betting site. It's an American-based website that offers bettors a guide to legal sports betting in Canada and the United States. On Wednesday of this week, Thompson listed Toronto as a 5-1 to one choice, the fourth choice as the next city that will get an NFL expansion team. He listed London as the favorite, 2-1 to one odds, Mexico 3.5-1, to one, and St. Louis 4.5-1. to one. And then followed by Toronto, their fourth. Rounding out the eight cities listed were San Antonio, San Diego, Salt Lake City, and Austin, Texas. Recently, Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson said his city, which of course already is home to the Cowboys, was ready for an NFL expansion franchise. Two teams, i.e. New York, L.A., now Dallas. A second team. I just don't think it would work. I've been there many times. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'd love to hear from the Texas people if they think it could happen. How do you feel? Here we are again. CFL training camp is opening in 48 hours, and this comes out. I know, and it probably excites a lot of people in Toronto. It's a big market. They follow it closely. Right. I mean, all of Canada follows the NFL very closely. The Dallas thing, I've never been to the market. I've never been to Dallas. I've been to Houston, but not to Dallas. So I don't know the market enough to, to know if it could support it. But I know this, or I believe this to be true. Like, we're becoming this global world. We're not becoming, you know, divided by countries anymore. It's North America. And I think there's going to be a day in my lifetime where we see an NFL team in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. I think in my lifetime, those three cities will all have NFL franchises. That's just what I think. Cool. Well, I, I love it. So, Patrolman P, forget you guys, because you couldn't come up with a poll question. So, here it is. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg has come up with it. Okay? And if you guys want to put it up on YouTube, and somebody else can tweet it. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, what will happen first? Toronto getting a CFL team or Saskatoon getting an NHL team? He says, both about as realistic, in my opinion, which is interesting, Patrolman Peter. You're saying you don't think it's going to happen or you do think it's going to happen. <laughs> That's why I'm feeling very charitable and not punchy, Darren, but very uh, loosey-goosey, if you will, on this Friday. Let's let the viewers take it over. Um, you know... They're talking about a new arena in Saskatoon. I've been told by business leaders and corporations in Saskatoon, they're like, Rod, you need to get behind this. And I'm like, well, you don't need... Shut up. Yes, we do. Okay. Which happens first? Clark just put it up. Nice work, Clark. Saskatoon gets an NHL franchise or Toronto gets an NFL franchise. I, wanna, I will say... Well, neither one. I don't think either one's going to happen. We should almost put neither as a poll. But if I had to vote for one, you put a gun to my head. I'll vote for Saskatoon. And I early on, 67% says Saskatoon gets an NHL franchise first. Because you just never know. But how would you vote on that? I'd vote Toronto in the NFL. And I, I don't think it's happening ahead of maybe Mexico or London. I don't know. Like, I think because it's fourth on that poll. But, yeah, I, I think that'll happen before Saskatoon gets an NHL team. Ryan H. on YouTube says, Pole Troll Man Pete. Pole Troll. Not Patrol Man. Pole Troll. Nice work, guys. Uh, on the stories, um, 
Yeah, Hussey's huddle watching. Football guy, podcast. He says, can Toronto repeat their success of last season while relying on two mid-30s superstars on offense? I was thinking about that. Wonderful story is Speedy B going from Hamilton. And unless I've read it wrong, Speedy B said, I don't think you're going to win a Grey Cup. I don't. So I'm going to go to Toronto because I think they got a better chance. It reminds me of Omar Morgan did it with the Riders, as you recall, after the 2060s. And he went to Edmonton after eight years with the Riders. Goes to Edmonton. And we win a Grey Cup and he's playing for the Eskimos. Comes back in 2008. And we go to two more Grey Cups and we lose. Like that bites for him. And maybe Speedy B going to Hamilton or going to Toronto is exactly what Hamilton needs to win a Grey Cup. See what I'm seeing? See what I'm saying? Turning it over to the viewers, making you people do the work. A lot easier for me. Because I got to go jet skiing later today. And I don't want to mentally tax myself ahead of that. This is the warm-up. We're only three points in. We'll be right back with more. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio with Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. By the way, I want to take the opportunity to ask you, did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. For those of you in Western Canada, it's getting close to lunchtime. Why not make Taco Time your choice today? And into the weekend. Love me some taco time. And our staff does as well as we bring the moose back in. The moose, Darren DuPont, our co-host here today. And uh, moose, I'm going to roll on here. I didn't get as much into the NFL schedule as I should have. But I just want to get to point four, the Blue Jays. Uh, after a day off, they are back in action tonight as they open a three-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays. Kevin Gosman is expected to get the start for the Jays, who have lost their last four games straight and seven of their last nine. God bless my friends, and that includes the viewers, but they're texting me saying, are you going to game six of the Leafs and Lightning in Tampa, or are you going to go to the Blue Jays? Look at a map, people. It's three and a half hours away from Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, so no, I appreciate you asking, and I appreciate you caring, but it's going to take a hell of a special occasion to get me out of here. When the Dolphins are only 40 miles down the road, and by the way, they're very upset here. My daily thing about what they're talking about on Miami Sports Radio. Heat, 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 heat. And then the fifth thing is the Dolphins schedule. And they're upset, Moose, that they don't have a Monday night football game. Can you imagine? In Dallas, we're opening up primetime Sunday night week one with Tom Edward Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in town to take on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I will be in a glass case of emotion that night because I love Tom and I love the Cowboys. And they met in week one last year, the opener. It went to overtime, remember? <laughs> it was a beauty. Or it went, went down a field goal. Last, on the th yeah, it went down a field goal last second, not overtime. And I was kind of happy that way because it was a great game. 
But I got to think, as the Titans super fan that you are, you have perused that schedule? I have a few uh, primetime games again for the Titans, which we knew, and they do pretty well in primetime, which is great. I think they were 5-0 and last year in primetime games. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a good schedule. I, you know, I got no issues with that. They'll, they'll play on Monday Night Football, I believe, in Week 2 against the Buffalo Bills. So, uh, no, it, it's a good one. And, you know, Week 1, we get to see the uh, Russell Wilson rematch against the Seattle Seahawks. So that'll be a fun one, too. So there are lots of, yeah. you know, key dates on the calendar. There's a little more you can do with the NFL schedule versus the CFL schedule. If you because everything you do, you want to, or they. When I was in the CFL, you wanted to relate to the NFL, or could we mimic it in a way? But you can't with only nine teams, and for a lot of years, eight. It's nine home, nine road, against the other division twice, right? Home and away. NFL, for instance, the Cowboys got the Bucks in Week One, but then they play the the uh, Bengals in Week Two. The reigning AFC yeah. champions, and they don't get to play the Bengals that often. So it's right out of the gate. As my guy Micah Parsons, uh, star linebacker, sophomore linebacker for the Cowboys, said, well, we're going to find out what we're all about real early on, which I think is a great thing. You don't want soft teams out of the gate. You don't. Uh, by the way, with no. regards to the schedule release and all the exciting things, sorry, Moose, but just Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City. With regards to making these calendar events major things in the NFL, and vis-a-vis around the world for NFL fans, Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, you have to make everything you are doing seem like the thing to be doing if you want relevance in today's world. The NFL has mastered that. Will the Elks find one quarterback from a cast of thousands? LOL. Here's the thing, man. We go to Super Bowl, which was incidentally Darren's idea, and all of a sudden Hustler Patterson comes on here the other day, and he goes, well, I went to the draft, with my show, Winnipeg Sports Talk, because you went, you guys went to the Super Bowl with yours. See? And uh, we've got some ex- very exciting news to drop that won't be dropping. It's just in the hopper with this show. Probably some of the biggest news we've ever had. It's coming. So hang on. And that's no, no yoke. And Jason in Red Deer uh, writes in, he says, it would be cool to broadcast from the Calgary Tower. It would be cool if we were on the ground floor. How are you on the Calgary Tower, Moose? I'm good. The problem is, to do it where it would be awesome, which would be up against the windows, we couldn't do it because the power cord would keep getting unplugged every time we spin around, right? The, the power cord doesn't spin around. So that's funny. And um, I know we always have lots of news around here, but the news you have isn't pertaining any at all to the NFL schedule, right? With us? No. Yeah. No. So Not at all. I was texting with our girl Michelle last night, obviously, NFL schedule. That's our travel agent, our official official travel agent, yes. There are some good dates around. Not a lot of – it's tough the time we go. But there is one window right in that area that we go at the beginning of December where the L.A. Rams play a Sunday at home and then a Thursday at home, much like in 2018 when we went to Nashville. So the talks are happening, and uh, that might be a really good window good. for us. And that's what I say. You got to make what you're doing. Well, I didn't say it. Darren in Salt Lake City said you got to make what you're doing the thing. And I'll be honest with you. I say this, in all honestly, not to be snide, but in the break, I just checked uh, the Twitter, and I saw Murray McCormick, the beat writer uh, for the Leader Post that covers the Rough Riders, with a photo of wet 
Griffith Stadium in Saskatoon. He said, cold, wet, windy day for day three of Ryder rookie camp. If you're coming, bring rain gear. And I'm like, I know where I'd rather be. Um, with regards to the NFL thing, CDX time watching on YouTube writes in and says, personally, I feel it's more likely we see an XFL team in Toronto at some point, possibly owned by MLSE. If they find more success with them than the Argos, I bet they will bail on the CFL to expand the XFL. And that's kind of pie-in-the-sky stuff, right? Like, um, who really knows? I've never lived a day in Toronto. You know, I've never been a resident of Toronto. Spent a lot of time there in hotels. I can't tell you. I don't get the mentality of Torontonians. A lot of the people operating the show right now at Game Plus you guys write us and you tell me, would you buy a ticket to go to an XFL game versus CFL? Because you know that's the Toronto mentality. From what I hear from my Toronto fr- friend, it's the thing to do. It's you got to do this. I'm not really like that. So I, I don't get the mindset, what it would take. So how do you feel about that? XFL or CFL, what would be bigger in Toronto? Yeah, I don't know. It would depend if the, X, the XFL has to, the CFL is bigger. Still, even though it's it's so small in that community, but the XFL would have to grow. So we'll wait and see when the XFL launches. If it becomes something that really captures America, then it could be something that takes a foothold in Toronto. Yeah, well, it's so unbelievably sad because you can be two things. I mean, I am, like I say, I'm bilingual in both of Canada's official sports languages. I'm bilingual in hockey and football. But my mother tongue, hockey. But that doesn't mean I can't be a CFL guy. And I look at Toronto. If you go look at Toronto as a CFL city, no city in Canada has hosted more Grey Cups than Toronto. It has a massive Canadian Football League footprint. Toronto, Ontario, I'm talking about there. And I think you've heard of it. It's like Miami. No city has hosted more Super Bowls than Miami. It's a wonderful NFL town. And I almost think you can't really blame Toronto people for taking their eye off the ball with the CFL. I, I blame the CFL. And the more, frankly, that I peel the layers off this CBA talk thing that's going on, because I haven't investigated it too much. I've just seen the highlights and the bullet points. But they're like, the CFL, by its own accord, says don't, do a, don't expect much revenue generation over the next five years. Well, that's positive, ain't it? Like, that's, that's the spirit, guys. Right? Uh, What's this? How about that? What? what? It's embarrassing. Do you have anything to add to that before we move on? Like, where does that inspire enthusiasm from the fans? Or the players? I or know. anybody connected to the CFL? Well, it's... You know, I look at it as Toronto's a big opportunity for the CFL. And I'd like, and I mean, I, I hope that they're thinking about it. I'd like to think that they're always thinking about it and just haven't figured out, you know, the best course of action. But some action would be great. I mean, let's do something to get that market rolling because it's a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from our viewers, and this got him going. This got him going. Uh, from JJSA, watching in the chat on YouTube, says the XFL would fall flat in Toronto if anything is considered to be minor league in the GTA. Toronto just isn't interested. Junior hockey, AHL, East Coast League, even the CFL. 
And that's... But they didn't think it was minor league until the last 10, 15 years because they sold Skydome out when John Candy and Gretzky and McNall owned it. And I don't want to argue with you, but it, it hasn't always been that way. That's why I don't blame Toronto. I blame the CFL because it used to be a big deal. CFL used to be a big deal in this country, and it's not anymore. And who would you blame for that? Don't blame the fans. Uh, but, by the way, Jordan, Director Jordan from Jordan Blodgett Productions, he's the CEO. He says, all right, regarding broadcasting from the Calgary Tower, which incidentally I've broadcast from the CN Tower, so I have a little experience here. 2012 Grey Cup, the Friday night of. Jordan says, all right, my crew brain is at work here. Assuming we're broadcasting from the Calgary Tower. If you plug your stuff in far ahead of where you are and you have the cables on rolls, potentially by the end of the show, your cables are all wrapped up. <laughs> Trust Jordan would be the one to figure that one out. Bingo! And when he's not, when he's not stealing booze and girls with his biker buddies, he's figuring out a way to wind up spools of cable without having to break a sweat. Yeah, Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and he says ask not what the CFL can do for you ask what you can do for the CFL could not agree more that is a great comment what's the CFL going to do for me I agree how many Canadians agree you know what I mean mm -hmm. I know exactly what you mean and the other way around the CFL should do the exact same. Not what can the fans do for me, but what can we do for the fans? And vice versa. And that's yeah, how you yeah, can create a great relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'll say this. I walked out of FLA Live Arena the other night. Game five. I, I sh Maybe I'll go get it. I had a Panthers rally towel. I had a Panthers scarf. I had all this. Remember... Well, we go to all kinds of NFL games. You come out of there with sunglasses and wristbands and beads and all for free handed out. And I can just hear from the, uh, it's not necessarily a CFL thing. It's like a Canadian sports marketing executives thinking, well, they've got sponsors paying for that. Yep. And what are you doing for the fans? When's the last time you walked out of your local arena or stadium with something free the team gave you? Didn't happen very often anymore, right? But we're broke. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. Not a me problem. Uh, Moose, we'll see you back here in an hour or two. What do you say? Yeah, it sounds good. Three down nation.com's Justin Dunk, the Adam Schefter of Canada, joins us next. You're watching the RP show. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live. And if you missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Sunny South Florida is the home of the RP show today for this Flame Tech Football Friday. Promotional consideration brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their 
scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com. You can get the package that Moose and I use, shampoo, conditioner, and hair pomade, and also Amazon Canada. A guy that really takes his flow very seriously is 3downnation.com and CHCHTV's Justin Dunk. He joins us today via video chat. How you doing, JD? Doing well, buddy. You know, you got to keep the flow looking high and tight, right? Yeah, absolutely. And hey, we're asking the viewers today, what is your top storylines for this CFL season? And one of our viewers, Allie in uh, Calgary's written in and she says, hoping for a CFL labor agreement over the weekend. You can't talk about any storylines without that. When will there be a, a deal done, Justin? What's the latest? Yeah, they're trying to hammer this out, but there hasn't been much progress made since they got back to the bargaining table on Wednesday after a few days off. And when there was a bit of a PR battle between both sides and ultimately the CFLPA was frustrated with the offer. That was a 10-year agreement, a flat salary cap, meaning it wasn't going to go up at all unless the CFL hit record high revenues, which we would all like to see them hit. But in the reality, if you're the players, you can understand why they wouldn't want that agreement. So we're talking about literal dollars and cents. We know how it is, Roddy. I had one person say to me recently, well, why don't they just wait until the 11th hour, stop wasting all this time, get to the bargaining table at close to midnight on Saturday, Eastern time, and hammer this thing out. But there's still some progress to be made here, and the players are in a better position to strike because the CFL cannot bring a lawsuit against them the way that they're set up now compared to in 2019 where that could have happened. And also the players had an entire year off in 2020 where they found other ways to provide for their family. So they want a legitimate fair deal that is more than what they've had in the past. I will talk about rosier things in a second, but first you talk about the PR war and there definitely was one. But the one thing that I've heard from football people is that these owners don't care how they look. They don't care what damage is being done to the league. They don't care what damage is being done to their relationship with the players. They want their deal, and they are not willing to move. Do you agree with that statement or not? That's the sentiment that I get as well, talking to people on both sides. of it. There's people within the CFL and the league office that are on that negotiating team that want to be able to advance more, but the owners... And, you know, rightfully so, we're coming off the pandemic year as well, where there were losses posted by pretty much all of the teams around the league. Now, those obviously aren't public, but the owners want to continue to stick close to, if they can, this 22% that they have in terms of the revenues that the players get. All the other major pro sports leagues, Roddy, you know this, in North America are close to 50 the share right now for the CFL players is 22%. That has to change if it's going to be a real true partnership that Randy Ambrosi talks about. Now, he'll take a lot of the mud and stand out front for the owners, but I think we got to put more focus on them as well. They got to be willing to come to the table with a legitimately fair deal in terms of the revenue split for the players. The rosy news is that rookie camps are underway. Anything caught your eye from across the nine camps this week? It has to be that Canadian quarterback Trey Ford is in Edmonton, decided to decline a New York Giants rookie minicamp invite, which would have been this weekend, to make sure he was there learning the playbook. And you know how 
convincing Chris Jones can be. So to me, that shows that Jones maybe had a little bit of a conversation with Ford to try to make sure he was there early. And I think some people call me crazy, but the Ford could be in the mix here to start if he picks up the playbook quickly. Man, isn't that something? And I think you'll know better than me, but Jones's buddy Freddie Kitchens is on the Giants staff. Is he not? I mean, there's some connection there between uh, Jones and Freddie Kitchens. Maybe, maybe Jones said, listen, you're not going to have as good a shot up there as you would here. You, you need to be here. That would, that would be my guess how that went down. <laughs> exactly. I think something similar to that would have played out. And part of the pitch to Ford would have been, hey, the NFL scouts have said that it's tricky to evaluate you sports film, especially as a quarterback, right? And Ford didn't get the opportunity to go down to the prestigious East-West Shrine Bowl, which I think really could have helped him get an undrafted free agent contract or potentially get drafted due to his athleticism. So that would have been key for him. But the fact that it hasn't happened, Jones could have said, hey, come to Edmonton. We'll get you on the field in some form or fashion. If you perform well, maybe you'll be the starter and get some CFL game tape that you can go back and show Freddie Kitchens and the other guys in the NFL. You know, it's interesting. We had Jason Greger on here from TSN Radio in Edmonton last week, and I said, what's the buzz up there? And he said that they don't have a quarterback. They're all worried up there. Arbuckle's in camp, obviously Trey Ford. They signed a couple other guys. What do you know is the state of the Elk quarterback room? It's going to be a wide-open competition, and Jones has been about this ever since he was hired as a GM and head coach there. He said it's wide open. It doesn't matter that Nick Arbuckle has starts under his belt. Same for Taylor Cornelius, who was a guy last year that had to endure that difficult season that honestly wasn't all on him and still had flashes where he thought, ah, maybe Cornelius can be a guy in this league. So just because Arbuckle and Cornelius have experience, though, doesn't mean that they're going to be the front runners for that quarterback job. I truly believe it's wide open. Cardale Jones, the former Ohio State University national champion quarterback, is there and is approaching the game in a way that we don't necessarily see from all Americans. He wants to learn it. He doesn't want to come in and say that he's going to win the MOP and run the league right away like one Johnny Manziel said when he came to the league so I think it's wide open that's part of the reason that I honestly believe that if Trey Ford the Canadian there performs well he could be in the mix Jones is going to want to win games with defense anyways and if you have a young guy that you're big on and Jones likes to be you know somewhat of a different dude in terms of the way he approaches things imagine how much praise Jones would get if he could win games and potentially even down the road a great cup which is obviously what he's aiming for with a Canadian quarterback. That would be amazing in terms of the national storylines, and I'm sure Jones would like to share in a piece of that. Yeah, no kidding. What else are you working on at 3Down going into the weekend? What are the top stories that us readers, because I'm obviously one of them multiple times daily, what are you guys working on over there? Yeah, appreciate you, Roddy, for always checking in, pump us, pumping us up a little bit. We're definitely tracking the CBA situation, and when there's any definite movement there we'll certainly have the updates on three down nation and then it does seem like at some point training camps are going to open right even if there is a delay or a strike they're going to be on the field at some point so we're going to look at some of the biggest position battles for each team across the league and the biggest question marks and to me the biggest one overall for the entire league is Bo Levi Mitchell and his arm is it back to even close to what we've seen from him in vintage form you do a lot of coverage of Canadians in the National Football League. Justin, if I may, and I believe you identify as a Bills fan, 
What was your take on schedule release day Thursday in the four down league? Yeah, definitely a Bills fan, but got to stay unbiased for the analysis, right? But the fact that the Bills open <laughs> up this season in Los Angeles is massive for Buffalo. As you know, Roddy, they don't necessarily get in the past a lot of primetime games. But I think what this shows with Josh Allen and the way the Bills have performed the last couple of seasons is that this team has a national presence now. Yeah, well, hey, listen, don't worry about the being the fan thing. You come down here to South Florida. I'll take you to some games. They all love the Dolphins here. And actually, the other night at the Panthers game, Stanley Cup playoffs, I actually pumped my fist when the Panthers scored, and nobody – can you imagine the look you'd get in a Canadian press box if you did that? I'm like, yeah! And nobody, nobody even flinched. Man, they cheer for the Dolphins here just like they cheer for the Cowboys in Dallas. And believe me, been there. Uh, I guess we're out of time. Just a quick one from JT watching on YouTube says, Good day. Strongly believe there will be a player's strike this year in the CFL. Enough with the league's bullying tactics. Justin, how catastrophic would that be for the Canadian Football League after all they've been through the last two years? Yeah, I don't think it would be as bad as a lot of people think out there. And in my mind, for the players to get a more fair deal, they need to show that they're willing to strike. And I think that's been the case, but they might even have to strike. And if you're a veteran player, Roddy, you know this, you don't really care if you miss a couple of days of training camp to perhaps get a few more dollars in that deal. Interesting stuff to watch. This has been very informative. Justin, thanks. Have a great weekend. You bet, Roddy. Enjoy the sun down there, buddy. Thank you, pal. It is uh, going to be, as always, a spicy viewer takeover next. And uh, Matt Baker. Joining us from the BC Lions coming up in hour two. I got a lot to think about in this break, so stick around. We'll be back in four minutes. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube daily too, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com/slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show, Flame Tech Football Friday coming at you. And uh, it is a viewer takeover right now. And there's a lot of comments come in. I, I could sit here and talk this whole segment about what Dunk just dropped. Really sounding like there's a CFL strike imminent, doesn't there? And I think we could spend an hour on what this will mean for the CFL. Here comes the lawn guy again. I like I it. forgot. It is fr I know. It is Friday. Don't. He don't care that we're on air here. I'll move the mic in a little closer. Sports update. It's a four-game weekend in the Canadian Premier League in week six of the season. On Saturday, Forge FC faces Atletico Ottawa. And Pacific FC, that's Victoria's team, takes on Edmonton. On Sunday, it's a doubleheader beginning with the Halifax Wanderers facing Calgary Cavalry FC and York FC taking on Forge United FC. All your Canadian Premier League news can be found at canpl.ca. I still haven't quite figured out who's playing where. They got it backwards. <clears throat> I'm trying. It's annoying and I don't like the way they do it. But they're not going to change, so I got to change.
From the Canadian Elite Basketball League, the Montreal Alliance announced today that it has signed four new Canadian players ahead of the 2022 season of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. And those players are Samuel Cayo, Samuel Shepu, Louis Diankulu, and Eli Carojo. Go to the CEBL website, cebl.ca, or the Montreal Alliance website for more information for them. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Brandon Crow watching from Hockey Canada says Rod's lawn care guy has no regard for the fans. Come on, Moose, trade him some silence for some advertising. Again, this is on me. I hope people are learning a lesson here. I'm not blaming anybody. The guy comes every Friday, and I forget. And I actually left my vehicle right here in the driveway. He can't actually get by. He can do the front lawn, but not the back lawn. It's a long story. John Ohm, watching in Winnipeg. Ohm. He says, I need my CFL football. In all caps. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says uh, CFLPA always caves in the end. I'm, I'm willing to have the debate. We're all going to watch the game. And if there's a strike, we'll wait until they do play, right? But I do really want to caution the CFL because they're not dumb guys that are making these decisions. A little stubborn, maybe. A little in a vacuum. Yes. Dumb. No. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play in hour one. Just remember what happened in 1994 on the MLB strike. They lost a lot of fans, Major League Baseball. A lot of people went away and never came back. Uh, NHL in America. In Canada, the NHL is never going to lose fans. But in America, the NHL in 2005 and 2014, they lost fans too. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, is the RP show planning on doing a CFL preview show? Yeah, this is it. You're watching it. That's why I said to everybody, let's do this on this Friday, this football Friday, because we're talking Stanley Cup playoffs the rest of the way, because, frankly, I'm more interested in that. JJSA writes in and says, love that you cover the CEBL and CPL, Rod, a truly Canadian sports talk show covering true canadian sports see we're giving you more cfl coverage than anybody else hour two next head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed